0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're getting into the waiver show, the first real waiver episode of the year. We did one last week, but that was with no information. We actually have some good pickups this week, I think. I don't know about you, Jeff. I think... Right off the bat, to tell you there's one guy you have to go for, don't you? You personally, I've told you about him last
1: week. Yeah. I told you, unfortunately, you needed is, him. He is going to be the number one waiver pickup, I assume. Someone's going to pay a lot for him. So that's Tariq Hill or Tariq Hill, <laughs> Tariq Cohen. I can't hit. I'm Tyreek Hill. I got to talk about him later too. Not in
0: the waiver pickup, but Tariq Cohen. I brought him up last week, and I honestly, he had, his role was better than I expected. I mean, I knew he's a good player, athletic. Didn't know if that would translate. He came from a very small school, really small conference, but it seems to have translated over to the NFL in a way, but he's probably still the number one pickup. We'll get into him in a little bit. I do have some hesitations, though, we'll have to get into. And Jeff, I'm sure you do. At least you're going to make him up in your head because you're a Jordan Howard owner. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> I'll be really low on Cohen.
0: <laughs> so just have the disclaimer before we get to the Tariq Cohen talk <laughs> that Jeff is a Jordan Howard owner, so... We'll talk about him in just a second. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. If you have any start sit questions going through the week, you know Sunday morning we'll be there. Try to answer as many as we can for you guys. Same thing on Instagram, we Fantasy Football Profit. You can ask us questions there all the time. We're trying to get to as many people as we can. Help you guys out with your lineups. You know, it's always nice to hear another voice on those lineup decisions. I know I do that a lot. Like, it's tough sometimes when you're looking at the same one over and over and over again. You kind of want another voice on that. Make sure you check us out, fantasyfootballprofit.com. All our rankings will be up there. And we kept, well, last week, I know you changed them. I changed them many times going into the game. So we'll keep them updated right up to game time. All right, waiver wire time, Jeff. Number one waiver wire pickup. I don't think there's really a hesitation on this. It's Tariq Cohen, isn't it? Just how good he looked. I mean, my hesitation with him... I think that is his role. He's going to get plenty of targets, but he's not ever going to be – he's not taking Jordan Howard's job. We know that. So are you willing to go big? If you had like a number one waiver claim in a league, are you willing to spend it already on a player like that? Or is that something you hold? In free agent auction budget, you know you're going to have to spend a lot of money to get him. Is he worth that already? We know, I mean, everyone would like him on your team. That's not the issue. We, we think he's a good player. Is he worth those number one claims or the big money in the auction
1: I, I'm really struggling with this one. I mean, yep. you have one week of production, it's only one week, and he he really did get. You know, it's not like he got the bulk of the carries necessarily. He was so entrenched in that in that receiving game, though, that I, I feel like that is what really excites me—not as much, you know, near as much as about the run. Um, man, uh, honestly, I, I think. I think I'll lean towards saying yes, he is. Uh, definitely a number one waiver pickup. I think, I don't see anyone else. I mean, you would have to wait for a major injury in order for someone to jump this guy. Yep. Because I, I think his talent is legit. Um, you know, he, he just looked the part. Um, I, I don't think he's going to get into the end zone uh, on a regular basis. I mean, he did it through the air, which is wonderful. Yeah. That's what you want to see because Chicago doesn't have anyone else that can really catch the ball. Um, obviously, white is up for you know the rest of the year broke his collarbone. I mean, everyone else on that team is kind of a transplant and you know they're mixing and matching and so someone has to come out as the dominant one, and it looks like the guy out of the backfield might be the one. so I would say yes, but the question is, how much of my money am I willing to put behind him? And it scares me on week one to throw mm-hmm. the majority of it because I won't be able to get anyone else. And it's, it's no sure thing. No. So number one waiver claim, knowing that eventually I'll, you know, work my way mm-hmm. back up there, I would have no issue with that. Yeah. Money on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary. And with that, I'm probably leaning more like, especially for me, right, especially having Howard. So if an injury happens or I can just play him. So it's yeah. kind of a double whammy for me. But I'm leaning probably towards, a, you know, a third of my budget. In PPR, goes up. Mm-hmm. PPR, yes. he's
0: the value of Cohen in PPR is so much more. I mean, he had twelve targets. So, yeah, PPR. I think you put a lot on him. I think he's going to be worth it because I mean, there's no one to throw the ball to there.
1: No, and let's be honest, you. I don't know. You can still. The unfortunate thing about him is, like any of these players, as soon as they hit, you have to pay for him. So yep. you can still find other wide receivers. Um, you know, with those number one waiver claims, with that money at a relatively cheaper value, this guy is a running back that's going to get a lot of catches. He's on a team that desperately needs his skill set. Yep. I mean, I, I don't see any any way around it. I would love to back off and say, don't do it right away. Uh, you know, wait for one more week. But the truth is, he can't. If mm-hmm. you wait, he's not going to be there. Yeah, you won't And going to drop him after one more week, even if he doesn't play well. Yep. So it just basically depends on who's on your team in a way. If you're PPR, you definitely go after him. And if you're struggling at running back, I mean, definitely. I mean, this is one of those situations where you have to throw probably half your budget if you're in a PPR and struggling at running back yep. at least. But this is what
0: I'm gonna, I don't believe this is going to be the best pickup of the year at running back. I don't need to. So, if the temporary you, expectations there. So. I do have
1: to say this though. You at least you get this guy yep. for almost an entire season. Yep. So, you might get a guy that can really help you win later, but you might only get him for the playoff, yep. you know, if, stretch. If you're really hurting at running back, this might be the move to make cuz Yeah, I think you have to, right? Yep. You can't wait on him if you're if you already hurt him. Yep. But the next guy on my list as of now,
0: Perwin Williams. This one I think he has to be here towards the top of the list because of the potential situation, but I am so much more, so much less confident in this than I am even going. Because are we sure it's going to be him? It's going to be probably a mix of Williams and uh, Andre Ellington. Even, I mean, Ellington used to be a, the guy there in a way, like not completely, but he looked like the next running back for Arizona. What three years ago, before David Johnson came around, so maybe he gets a chance. I mean. I have no clarity on this, and I think this is when we won't have any idea until we actually see him out there Sunday. We, no one knows. We won't know. We won't be able to hear anything about what Bruzerian says. We won't be able to believe it. So, are you going to be going after him at all, or just completely just, I don't know the situation, just wait?
1: No, I won't be going after him. And yeah. I mean, it's kind of two things, right? First of all, the offense looked very, very poor. And maybe it was just a day. Maybe the Lions, you know, front seven are are that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but maybe. Um, Could be. But, and the other thing is I just don't think Kerwin-Williams or Ellington for that matter, because I don't think one is going to be the dominant back over the other. I think it's probably a timeshare. Yep. I don't think either one of them is good enough to crack, you know, my lineups. No. And I, I know I'm always preaching like, it's one of those if you want to give him a chance, but I know that if I throw practically nothing on him, someone's going to outbid me. I And who knows? If he goes off, I will probably eat crow on this one, but I, I really don't think Kerwin Williams is anything that special. But I still don't mind
0: putting a waiver claim in, or not maybe not a waiver claim. I think you wait up, but if you're in a free agent auction budget, Throw some money on him if you think he's better than what you have at the end of your bench already. That's I don't mind that, but don't go crazy. Yeah, don't try to go too much. And if you get him, you get him. This happened before to me where I've thrown claims on guys you know for a certain amount of money that I just thought there's no chance I'm going to get him. But sometimes they fall through the cracks. The guys ahead of you. Get other players they were going to go after. They don't quite get to him. It doesn't hurt because I can already tell you. I mean, like uh, let's, I'd like to take my team for example. I have Smallwood on my team. I'd much rather have Kerwin Williams at this point. Already, well, yeah, but that kind of thing, and I think that's pretty clear. So, yes, you don't go. I'm not. I wouldn't go throw a bunch of money on him, but I put a claim in if I get him. That's, that's great, and takes that spot. But don't go nuts on this one because there's just. I mean, it could work out. Somebody could get him for a decent amount, and he could be the he could be the guy. We but there's so little information to go off of right now, except for he was the guy who came in when Johnson got hurt. That doesn't mean anything. They didn't have a full week to. Get this set. They're gonna look at that and make sure he. They really think he could be the guy who could take over that job. And we don't. We don't know that. I mean, they might bring Chris Johnson back in. That wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they went out knowing if if they find out that David Johnson is gonna miss a significant chunk because right now they're talking about possibly mm-hmm. twelve weeks or something. I, I wouldn't even be that surprised if they went out and got another guy. That mm-hmm. would be their number one. I mean, you know, there's still a trade possible as well. This is a team that desperately need someone that's dominant in that position because it didn't look like Palmer and the wide receivers were going to be able to get it done on their own.
0: No, they just went and signed uh, DJ Foster from the Patriots practice squad. I mean, there's probably not much there, but they're obviously already looking, but I mean, I've no, haven't heard anything about this at all, but I mean, who knows? Would they go look at like a Ryan Matthews, someone like that? A guy who, you know, can play just had the injury history. I mean, he, he can play. I mean, there's never been a doubt that he is a good NFL running back. It's just he's a very injury-prone NFL running back. But maybe they go out and look for something like that. If it, if it's a really, really bad news on David Johnson, we still don't 100% know. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure. it's, it's not looking good, but. Yeah, and what if he only misses three four weeks? I mean, are you willing to pay a that's, major price yeah. for that, for a, a, an underwhelming back?
0: And that's with Kerwin-Williams. He's even more of a risk here because. I mean, as we this episode is going out Tuesday morning, so we might hear some news today. But everyone's waivers typically go go through Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Here, if you don't hear any news at all Tuesday during the day, and it's just still up in the air what the actual status is on David Johnson, yeah, it's really, really hard to risk to put any money down on Kerwin Williams. Because I mean, I think at think this point we all know it's going to be a few weeks at the minimum. But I mean, you can't put a lot on a guy that might not even be a player for you in five weeks.
1: No, you'd have to really need him too. Yep. And, you know, who knows, maybe you had David Johnson and you had no one else. Yep. And you want to plug someone else in. That's totally fine. And you can throw a few, a few extra dollars on him. But if it was me not absolutely needing him, you know, I'll probably throw in a waiver after, you know, Cohen. <laughs> yep. And say, hey, if I don't get Cohen, I'm going to throw, hey, four or five bucks on Kerwin Williams. And that would be like the tops for me. And then if I get him, great. I can test him out. It's not a huge deal. Yep. All right. Move on from Colonel Williams. I'm going to go one
0: more running back before we go to wide receivers. So this isn't an actual order of players here that I would like, because there's a couple more I'd like better than this guy. But talk about Buck Allen, Devorius Allen, whatever you want to call him. It's not about how good he looked at all. It's just their volume was there. And he used to be the pass-catching back there in, in Baltimore before, obviously, they brought in Woodhead this year. And last year he did absolutely nothing for them. But two years ago, that's what he did a lot. Maybe they put him back in that role. He, did, he didn't really get – I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I don't even know if he had a catch. I don't think he had a catch on Sunday. He did not. No, so – which is surprising because he caught a lot of balls in 2015. So could they put him into that role of Woodhead's gone for a significant significant amount of time? Maybe, but they already gave him, what, 21 carries?
1: Yeah, 21.
0: And Wes had 19? I think that's, that's crazy. Yeah, they're running the ball a lot. I mean, he didn't – I wish he would have impressed a little bit more with those, those 21 carries, but – they, they've seen enough in him to give him 21 carries. That's another thing. Like You just don't do that. right? So this is another volume play. If he's going to be able to get that kind of work, if he becomes more of a pass catcher, that's where the key is to him, I believe. I don't think he's not taking over for Terrence West. He didn't show he's good enough to do that. Terrence West just was okay, and he's fine. That's what Terrence West is, so if he keeps doing that, his job's probably okay, probably safe. But if Buck Allen can catch a couple balls, that's where he gets interesting. So again, this isn't none of these guys, other than maybe Cohen, are put a lot of money on them. N- not much here. You don't waste a waiver claim on, you know, on Allen here. I don't believe. Maybe if you're deep, deeper on the list, it's not going to affect you, and you don't spend much more. I mean, I don't even know what would you go money-wise and percentage-wise. A hundred dollar budget of Buck Allen, five bucks.
1: Yeah, he'd be very close to Kerwin Williams. Honestly. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're probably gonna. I mean, honestly, if, if this trend kept up, which it very well could with yeah. Ravens, Allen actually might get more attempts than Kerwin-Williams. Yeah, So it's one might. of those where if you're going strictly on on that, the possibility of, of the bulk, Divorce um, Allen might actually be a better player. Um, and I think he's going to be a little easier to get. I don't think you'll have to spend there as exactly. much. I, I think Kerwin-Williams will um, go for a little bit. Someone's going to need a running back, so they're yep. going to throw more money than I'm willing to put out there. But um, he's an interesting one. So I throw a couple bucks, maybe one, two, something like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, and see if you get him. And if you do, find out. But um, yeah, he's well, gonna have to take over some of you know Woodhead's uh, responsibilities. What they seem to be doing is that
0: defense looks pretty good. We'll see. I mean, it's hard to know after week one if a defense is really actually good or if it's just the situation of the week. But if that defense is legitimate. I can see them just trying to run the ball, just grind, just grind it out all the time. And that could just be make Allen useful. Cause if he's able to get 60 to 70 yards rushing, I can definitely see him getting 20 to 30 yards receiving every week. If, if Woodhead's not there, obviously if Woodhead's there, it changes things completely. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's depending on that. And we don't have any news on that yet. I mean, it could come out later in the afternoon. We, we don't know exactly yet, but it doesn't seem likely that it'll be back this week, or it's probably going to be a few week injury at the very minimum. And, it just seems to be building up for Woodhead, so Allen's a good speculative pay, play. can't speak sometimes here, but I wouldn't mind getting him. Just, yeah, don't, again, spend too much. But, you know, players like – I keep bringing up small wood on my team, but players like that, Darren McFadden, release. I would not release him too. It looks like, he, looks like he got beat out by Alfred Morris, so possibly. We don't know. That could change week to week, but I wouldn't mind dropping those guys for him. All right, next guy on the list here, Kenny Galladay. Top receiver on our list. Jeff, you were big on him for a while. You are the one bringing him up before anybody was bringing him up. So he was one of your, what, he was your deep sleeper of the year just mm-hmm. just last week. And he already, you know, proved that he's a really good player, especially a red zone target. That's what you want to do right now is yeah. red zone targets. He's going to be, I think, Stafford's go-to guy there. It's already looking like that. I think that's clear. He did it in the preseason. He's doing it now.
1: I think that's what it's going to be yeah exactly and it's nice to have a guy that doesn't need the you know the volume of throws going to him and obviously he because he won't get that with Tate there um Tate's gonna be the the volume guy uh, Marvin Jones is gonna be kind of a wild card he can do a lot of good things caught a touchdown last week and then obviously you have Galladay now to go into the uh the third wide receiving space and especially if Ebron doesn't step up I know I sound like a broken record every time we talk about Galladay. But that's, kind of that's the same stuff. But I mean, that's what, that's what I saw in I mean, yeah. the preseason. That's you know, and then he, he caught a touchdown preseason. He caught two more um, in week one, and um, he just looks like a, a good player. It it doesn't look like a rookie. He he just stepped in. He's doing his thing, and I like the fact that he made big plays. It wasn't like it wasn't a broken play. It wasn't anything like that. He went up above a uh, CB pulled one down, and then the other one, he beat him down the field and made a diving catch into the end zone. I mean, they both were spectacular catches for a yep. rookie. So, I mean, now if he can just make the routine grabs as well, as Stafford has more and more confidence in him, uh, you know, I think his numbers can get even more consistent, which would be, you know, the biggest knock, you know, for a rookie, or for even me, because, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be more boom-bust for touchdowns. Yeah but establishing yourself this early is very, very important
0: for a rookie. Problem is, though, do you see yourself having a – I mean, how often are you going to put him in your
1: lineup? And that's that's a difficult one. Right, right? now, it would have to – I mean, it would only be bye weeks, yep. but um, you never know. I mean, this is one of those guys that I think will be useful, and I think he could actually grow into a, a flex position and possibly a wide receiver three if that's what you play with. Yep. Um, you know, and, and the big thing about that, too, is the run – Uh, ability of Detroit looked Mm -hmm. pitiful. Yes, it did. So if you can't run the ball, you're going to have to pass it a lot. And guess what? I mean, you're going to need a lot of guys to pass it to as well. So um, Abdullah and Theo Riddick are both uh, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So obviously they're going to eat up some targets as well. But there's enough to go around. Gallaudet had two touchdowns. Marvin Jones had a touchdown. And Theo Riddick uh, coming out of the backfield had a touchdown. So, I mean – Besides for the fact that do I think Stafford's is going to throw four touchdowns every game? No, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't think Gallaudet is going to catch two every game. But this is just a guy with huge upside, um, and I, I I don't think I can write it off as a, a fluky week one. I mean, what I mean, what do you think? No, I think that too. It looks like he's
0: Golden Tate's never been a never been a red zone target. Marvin Jones, yeah, he caught a touchdown, but. Is he – he's not really a red zone target. I like how we still you know? don't know. We do, it's hard. You don't know what he <laughs> he's is. He's such a wild it's, card. It's hard. I think he's he's, he's going to be better than last year yet. I do believe that, at least second half of last year. But we still – I mean, he's just kind of a – what is he? He only caught two balls. So maybe not. Galladay has to be that red zone target. They haven't had one. That's been the problem. We talked Ebron, yes. We bring up Ebron all the time. But that's it, – it's kind of the, what – Galladay is taking Ebron's role. What we thought, what we liked Ebron for, what we thought he could make him a very valuable player this year, because, I mean, he's an athletic big guy. He can catch the ball. We thought that was going to be Ebron's spot, and Galladay's taking it. That is what Galladay is doing, in the red zone at least. He's taking that role. He's going to take that role from Ebron. Obviously, he's probably already has more trust. Stafford has more trust in him already, I bet, than Ebron, than he does Ebron. I can't see why he wouldn't.
1: No. I mean, I, I think you're spot on. I mean, Ebron had a lot of things to overcome. He's just so freaking athletic that yep. we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yep. But now that, that window that he fit into, that, that role, has been taken away because Galladay maybe is not quite as big and maybe he won't get quite as many uh, great matchups as a tight end can get. Yep. But he's still going to be the number three wide receiver, so he's going against you know lesser coverage with two other wide receivers that are very capable, so you can't, obviously, you know, if you're going to double someone, it's going to be one of them. Yep. And, um, you know, this guy's just as tall, so he's going to go up and get the ball. And honestly, right now he's shown to be probably the most dynamic uh, kind of, you know, deep threat they have as well, which is, I mean, all you're going to hear is uh, raving about (laughs) Galladay because he's just looked so good so far.
0: But then again, we're not saying to go spend all your money on him. This isn't a guy who's at this point is going to be any kind of season changer. He's at best, at very best, a third receiver on your roster, I believe. That's the, that's his, I feel like that's his ceiling this year just because he's going to be touchdown dependent. It's hard to start touchdown dependent guys all the time, but if we can continually see this week after week after week, you'll feel more confident in it. But I'm not there yet, but I still think he's probably the second best waiver pickup of the week behind Cohen, right? I do too. I think I'm putting him ahead of Williams and definitely ahead of Allen, but he's to me number two, but. There, that's, it shows this week's kind – it's kind of a week waiver wire week, which happens week one, you know. We don't it's – not, it's not enough has happened yet. But we got some other wide receivers we can move on to. How about Cooper Cup? I, I wasn't necessarily having great – I didn't say anything great about Cooper Cup last week, I think it was. And it wasn't necessarily about him. It was more of people were downplaying the Sammy Watkins situation there and saying because Jared Goff is such a terrible quarterback, nothing can happen. So if you think Sammy Watkins can't can't do anything, but you think Cooper Cup can, I didn't understand that. I think they showed week one this passing offense will be good enough to support them. And I've already come around to that. It looks like it is gonna be good enough to support Cooper Cup, and he looked pretty good. He dropped a ball too, that could have been a huge gain. I can't remember when it was exactly in the game, but he had a huge possible gain and he dropped the ball, but that would his numbers would even look better than they were. So he's clearly I mean, it's gonna be Watkins there. Probably the number one. Cooper Cup could easily be the second leading receiver on this team. I mean, who knows? Maybe he has more catches than Watkins. Watkins might have more yards, more touchdowns, but Cooper Cup could end up with more catches. Actually, the way it's looking, I think that. And I don't think Robert Woods is going to do anything special. But Cooper Cup looked good. He looked fine. So there's potential there. I don't know what would you again. You're not spending much on him, but this is worth a worth a play on your bench. I think.
1: Yeah, and the big thing that's working for Cooper Cup is that him, him, and Goff are both really young guys, and they already seem to have quite the uh, relationship, quite the you know connection on the field. Yep. And you know he did. He had four receptions for seventy six yards and a touchdown. Yep. I mean, very very solid, especially for someone that's supposed to be a wide receiver three on a you know on what everyone thought was gonna be a bad passing offense. Um, yeah,'m I'm, I'm interested in him, but I'm also not sold. I, I think this yeah. was probably gonna be uh, you know a, a good week for him. I don't think he's gonna go much over this. Exactly. yeah. you know uh, temper expectations, I know he's he had all of this just driving force behind him. just mm-hmm. people loved him more and more and more. And I, I think he's done great, but he's still a rookie. He still has golf as a quarterback. You know, people are gonna eventually figure out what they like to do in that offense. Um, and they're going to make it tougher and tougher and tougher on the guy. So did he do well? Can you take a flyer on him? Absolutely. But, um, you know, don't go crazy on the guy. Yeah, but at this point already, it seems early to
0: say this and do this, but there's players that I would be – would you – okay, would you drop Doxon, Perriman, those kind of guys for Cooper Cup right now? Those guys have – now it's been a couple of years, and they're still not showing anything, and they didn't do anything week one. Are those the type of guys that you just say – I just don't see it, and Cooper Cup
1: might already be better than them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Perryman. I would. Daxon. Uh, Daxon is a is still. I'm waiting to kind of find out because I, I feel like he has way more big playability on a on an offense that I think will get their stuff together and and be better at the passing game. Um, I, I think this one. I, I think this was kind of an anomaly. I would need to see it. Uh, Again, for to, to really know, and it's not so much Cooper Cup. It's actually just more to figure out what the Rams are doing on offense because they still yeah. couldn't run the ball. Their defense is so well that they didn't they weren't forced to go outside their comfort zone. And Where that, the Colts that's is just that bad. Exactly. So that's what I'm thinking. I, I I Cooper Cup has outperformed my expectation for him so far this season. But um, you know, I, I really do. I'm I'm kind of hands off. I'm probably not going after Cooper Cup because I I do think that game. It didn't show us what we really needed to see. All right. What
0: about the Jacksonville receivers after the Allen Robinson injury? Allen Hearns is, I mean, he's a number one, I guess now. Right? And Marquise Lee. I mean, this is an interesting one to me because now I, I believe that they're just going to run the ball with Fournette all the time. So how much value are these guys really going to have? I mean, i like Marquise Lee coming into the year as a really, really deep sleeper kind of pick which already he could be exceeding those expectations. If he gets out there, he had no catches in week one, I don't believe. He was just he not doing anything. Alan Hearns, I think, is going to be okay. And I don't, I'm not a huge Alan Hearns fan at all, but I think he's going to be okay, and he's going to be maybe okay enough where he's a bi-week fill-in for you. That's about, but that is his absolute to me ceiling, because I don't see this offense becoming any kind of passing offense. It's going to be a grind it out, run the ball, play good defense, that's how they're going to try to win. I think that this team is, from what they were two years ago, when Blake Bortles had all these numbers, threw the ball to Allen Robinson all those times, this is going to be the most probably opposite of teams you could possibly get. It's nothing like that anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Allen Robinson going down just furthers, you know, Fournette's value. Um, And, you know, Marcus Lee, Hearns, tell you the truth, I'm not excited about either one. And it's really sad on a Jacksonville team that you can't get excited about a possible number one wide receiver, Yep. you know, um, and to tell you the truth, I don't know which one is going to be more valuable. You could take Hearns because I think probably he's a little more durable and he'll probably be, you know, there. I like Marquise Lee's uh, talent a little more, but yep. the guy seems to always be hurt. So, I mean, do I really want to take a chance on that when I already know that they're going to run the ball, you know, every down pretty much? Not, not really. I'm not, I'm not in love with it. No, not,
0: I'm not at all, because I, I just don't think this is going to become a passing offense. So just I'm probably staying away. I mean, maybe I'll throw a, a, a dollar on Alan Hearns, maybe leave one maybe one of the two, if I have a spot on my bench that I have somebody who's going to completely release for him, which at this point I don't have, I don't believe, because I just don't see a spot where you're playing him. And you're not going to play him. And not at the wide receiver position, no, right? No, definitely not. And then after this, this is where it gets a lot uglier probably with the picks. First, Austin, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. Yeah. Solid pickup if you need a tight end. But it's still, again, he only had two targets. But I guess when you are able to do that with the two targets, you might get more targets going forward. That's something that could happen. We've, we've liked him coming into the year. He's, we've talked about Austin Hooper a lot, and I still think he's going to be good. I don't know. He's going to have weeks like this maybe, and he's going to have weeks where he does nothing. Because this very well could have been a week where he did nothing if he didn't have those two plays, obviously. Get broken coverage on one. It helps that the defense is so worried about julio jones that the safety just completely forgets about austin hooper and just his, just eyes are locked on julio the whole time so austin hooper just roams free kind of a thing that probably is going to happen a lot so <laughs> that could be you know good for him but if you're especially in a deeper league 12 14 teams you need a tight end if i don't know who your tight end could be that's really disappointing maybe there's some that have it's hard to say after week one but austin hooper is going to be a fine play i think most weeks he's going to be decent enough at tight end where he's going to be able to like, have some really good weeks for you but he's going to Just beware, he's going to get you 1-point weeks. He's going to get you .5-point weeks, probably. I can see that happening. And one other tight end, Jesse James. Could be a touchdown guy. I'm not sold on that yet, so that's another one. Wait and see what he does coming up. It's more of a wait-and-see kind of waiver pickup, especially if you're in a deeper league, you need a tight end for the week, sure. Try to go after him, but I'm not not sold on that yet. It could be just a touchdown thing. Don't really know if he's actually going to be a target there all the time. Then... Got any others, Jeff, before I get into these final ones? See if you have anything worthwhile. I have just a couple names I'll throw out there.
1: No, I'm, no,
0: I mean, really not. <laughs> there isn't much, right? I got the, the other names on my list, Nelson Aguilar. He got most of his yards off of kind of a broken, crazy play that Wentz made happen.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, first of all, I give props to Wentz. He really <laughs> stepped up, and that play was crazy. I mean, it was awesome. Yep. You know, getting away from three guys and trucking down the field. Also <laughs> makes me believe that Aguilar is – not, you know, once again, he needed once to do something amazing for him to, you know, have that big play. Pretty so much. I'm not excited, even though he has some production. Great to see, but I'm not excited about the guy either.
0: Maybe Marlon Mack, if he's out there. He, he showed some flashes. I could see it happening. I don't see Gord's not going away. The team's not going to do much. But it's still, if you're in a deeper league, maybe throw him on your bench. Maybe this, maybe this gets to the point where they're so far out of it that they just want to go to the rookie. And Gore's kind of just you know this is it for him pretty much anyway. they just go to the rookie and see what they have in him because this this season could get out of hand quickly if luck doesn't come back yeah very soon, so that could be that could be a play there
1: yeah and Marlon Mack is probably one of those guys that you know if you got him now you or next week or whatever it may be you, you probably are going to be ahead of the trend, so you might yep. actually get lucky and not have to pay for him if he breaks out looking
0: at some I don't know maybe other wide receivers. There's still, these play; these aren't guys I'm excited about at all. But it's just if you need something, you know, if there's injuries, if you just need to make something happen for a week, like Terrence Williams, he's known in no leagues. He did catch 68 yards worth of passes, six balls. He's the number two for, and maybe number three. I don't know him and Beasley. But this is like if you need something, these guys. But that's his level. That's his ceiling. You're not going to go after him too much. Paul Richardson looked okay. He had four catches for 59 yards. That's kind of what he was doing at the end of last year. So. If he did that in a terrible, terrible game for Seattle, maybe there's something more there. When Seattle, if they, if, actually, once they get going, I guess there's no no clear, you know, idea that they're actually going to get going. So maybe still kind of watch him. And honestly, if you have enough spots in your bench, John Ross, I still would go pick up John Ross or Mike Williams. If you are confident enough in your team, you have a good team, you don't need all the depth, why not pick up Mike Williams? Why not pick up John Ross? As just a wait and see if you can do it, if you can use the bench spot and do it. I, it's not a bad move because I think, I mean, especially Mike Williams, I feel like could be, he could be a guy who could make some – he could be a season changer. We can't say – we don't know. He's a top 10 pick. They're both top 10 picks. Why wouldn't – they have a chance. There's, there's a, it's not a 0% chance yeah. that they change somebody's team. They yeah. have a much better chance than a Terrence Williams than Chris Conley down here maybe. Like he, they, they have some of the chances. Those other guys, there's no chance. Alan Hearns, they're not going to change your season. These guys, there, there's some maybe.
1: Yeah, and it's worth a play. One other wide receiver, I know we've mentioned him before, but I don't know. I just have this feeling that I want to give him one last shot because, uh, but lock it on Seattle. Yeah, I know that Seattle looked, you know, not very good, and uh, you know, not a whole lot of people caught balls, but they're going to be looking for that big play guy, someone that can, you know, be on the other side of Baldwin. Um, it, I know he didn't get that many. He, he had three targets. He only caught one. But, you know, they also, you know, Russell Wilson missed him on a, a deep bomb. He's very, very fast still. I think this guy has a chance to become a, a difference maker on that offense. Yep. Will he disappoint me? Probably because I feel like every time I bring him up, he just disappears. <laughs> but I do have to say, uh, I, I think talent-wise and in a position where you can really assert yourself, I feel like he has a pretty good uh, situation going right now, even though that offensive line still looked bad and I'm not a huge Russell Wilson guy. But Lockett doesn't need a lot of passes to go his way to really make a difference. So will he be boom-bust? Probably. But I also think he might be worthwhile. And another guy who actually I was just checking out, he actually just
0: made our cutoff because he dropped below the 50%. We're basically on our list. If you don't hear some names maybe, check it out. On ESPN we take – Players that are owned in fifty percent of leagues or less. Uh, Sterling Shepard just dropped below that to forty nine point eight percent, so he he makes the cutoff for our list. If he's out there, I think that's a good pickup. I think he's going to be passing. He's the number. He's, it looks like he's going to be the number two be, instead of Brandon Marshall at this point. Dude. So
1: what? I mean, not. I don't think anyone has the answer, but I don't know what happened with Brandon Marshall the other day. But I think look, he's like I think he's old. The first time he was held without a catch, <laughs> he caught as one. As he, he, oh, he he, at, the at the very, very end. end.
0: Yes, he got the one. So he got one catch. At fight. the very end, to keep that that's going. Insane. It was yep.
1: the only time this ever happened that he got, you know, it was his rookie year. I just, when someone told me that stat, I was blown away. Yep. But, I mean, man, it, the guy just disappeared entirely. Yep. Yeah. And
0: so Sterling Shepard, I think that's a good, I think he should be rostered. I don't think Sterling Shepard should be owned in less than 50% of leagues. I think he's better than, he's better than those guys we mentioned, I think. Than Nalen Hearns, Marquis Lee, those kind of guys. It's just he just barely made our list there. Yeah, uh,
1: and, you know, they they didn't do anything really. Yeah, so know, it's last a, week, but he still has seven receptions. So you know, with forty-four yards, it's not great. But in a PPR and being a young guy, yep. too, and you would hope that you know Beckham coming back would help improve that offense. I mean, well, looks it looks like they need him without a doubt. I mean, he's going to take all the pressure off of number two. It's just you know, is Sterling Shepard yep. really going to jump Marshall, or is Marshall going to look that much better when OBJ is back? And then just a couple other names, just to throw out there, and
0: just you know, keep you know, just remember the names, just you know, in case Chris Carson from Seattle. Lacey did nothing. Rawls was hurt, so Rawls will come back. It's gonna be this isn't something that he's gonna take over anytime soon. It's gonna be kind of a split backfield four ways, it looks like, for a while. But just maybe watch him, keep the name out there. It never hurts if you have absolutely need a spot on the end of your bench for a week and you have guys that you're just completely you can just discard and not care about. You maybe throw a player like that on your bench and wait and see what happens that week. That's what I've done a lot. You take one you know, one wild card, one lottery pick every week. If you especially, you know, if you release just a player that's nothing to you, maybe he's that guy. Maybe Samaje Pirine's that guy. Pirine didn't actually play, no snaps, offensive snaps. He had ten special team snaps, so he was on the team. But Rob Kelly did nothing and didn't look good. So there is a possibility at some point they decide to try out Pirine if Rob Kelly continues to not play well. So it's another one that's just kind of a wait and see kind of player. Maybe he's worth something. At some point, you know, if you have a spot on your bench one week, again, maybe throw them on there and wait and see what happens, and you never know, could be there. And how about quarterbacks? That Before we get done with this, let's talk about a couple quarterbacks. See if there's anybody coming up for this week that maybe could be streamed heading in, you know, for next week.
1: I was gonna say, did we learn anything from Week Not One? Though much. I mean, looking at the the top, you know, the top the people that got the the best scores in yep. fantasy, and it was such a hodgepodge of people. I bet. Like, maybe two out of the top ten were started. It was ridiculous. Two out of the top seven, probably. If we take the guys that are owning
0: 50% of leagues or less quarterback-wise, if you're trying to stream here, tell me if any of these interest you at all. Carson Wentz at Kansas City? Probably no. not at
1: Kansas City. No, definitely not. Eli Manning against Detroit? No, I mean, is OBJ back? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe? Then maybe not. <laughs> Andy Dalton against
0: Houston? I mean, after that last performance, no nope, way. No, not a chance. No way. Tyrod Taylor at Carolina?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd be, for a streamer, he, yep. he might be okay. Alex Smith against Philadelphia at home? Um, I'm expecting him to go back a little bit, but he plays so well, I would I'd probably take him over Tyrod at this point, yep. just hopefully lightning in a bottle twice. But this is
0: showing that there's really not many streaming options right now. I, I don't think. Sam Bradford at Pittsburgh? Can he do this two weeks in a row?
1: I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I you're putting a lot of trust in guys that uh, have been established I mean, as being very unreliable as far as fantasy I mean, numbers go. He finished twenty-seven for thirty-two for three forty-six and oh, three touchdowns. Un- <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, know, I gave I gave Sam Bradford some major, you know, shit over the uh, over the <laughs> off season just because yep. you know they like to dump it off and the offensive scheme they have. But my God, I mean, Thalen and uh, Diggs looked unbelievable Bradford was on point he's always he's always very accurate but they you know they stretch the field a bit and you're wondering maybe just didn't have guys that were um, you know as athletic as these two wide receivers yep. and putting the ball where you need to and they can run after the catch but um, I'm not ready to start him and especially not at Pittsburgh <laughs> no definitely not. but um, it was really interesting to see and especially between you know him and uh, and Alex Smith Yep. Uh, I mean, man, and Stafford. I mean, I know Stafford is <laughs> kind of, of the week. Yeah, I mean, Stafford is always in the the you know running for who you're going to stream and everything like that. But those three guys just really did an, a wonderful job in there, in, in fantasy and in real football. So I, I'm really interested to see what else they do because those guys could easily become favorites on the waiver wire if you're streaming. Yep. And I guess
0: maybe honestly, the best streaming option for the week at quarterback. Could be
1: Jay Cutler against the Chargers, could be. That's the sad thing. That could be. We don't know. Dude, I know. The sadly, it might be, but I don't think I'm. Ever, I don't think I'm ever going to feel good about no. that that move I made.
0: No, not at all. I mean, or or it's Deshaun Watson against Cincinnati, Deshaun Kaiser against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense looked too good. Deshaun yeah, Watson on the road.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not starting either one of those. No, guys. it's just there's
0: there's just not an option out there. I feel like if you're streaming, if you're streaming quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, man, maybe you do go Cutler. It's kind of – I don't I – don't, there's no good matchups. Or is it Carson Palmer? <laughs> do you – at, at no. Indianapolis, at in, the Colts. Oh, man. Indy is so bad. Can you – tr- Palmer looks right? so bad. He looks so bad. I didn't even I – mean, that would – if you would have talked to me before last week, I would have said, yeah, it's Carson Palmer. You would have loved his first two matchups, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Carson Palmer, he started the season. It would have been, yeah, at Detroit, at Indianapolis. But we would have been like, oh, man, that's yeah. wonderful. He can do great against that, but and then he actually plays Dallas and San Francisco. We would have loved to start to his line this season, but no David Johnson and old Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, that offense is really fallen now. It's I, oh, ugly. I'm, I'm not playing Palmer, even against the Colts. So I'd rather play, I don't know, I'd rather play Jared Goff against Washington at that point. The sad thing is I probably would. I, I mean, Cutler's probably the streaming option. It's it's really crazy, but he's probably the streaming option. But I think that's it. Unless you got anything more to add to the waivers, it's a li- not as not as exciting yet this week. I'm sure coming up we'll have some actually good waivers to, you know, talk about coming up. There always is. Yeah.
1: Well, we, actually, there, if, do you have any? I mean, if you look at the defenses right now, I know. Defenses were all over the place. Yeah, let's talk I mean, about that. There was no possible way you could have predicted. Uh, you know, the Rams. Uh, or, 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 yeah. Or well, you did you pick one. Have. You did pick one. But I mean, come on, they were, they were both in the high twenties. <laughs> not 20s. that. Not that.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's I'm gonna try to say streaming defenses. Yeah, streaming. That's,
1: so below fifty percent. Do you see any of them that kind of excite you?
0: See here. Let me just pull up the list again. You know, and see I played what I put Houston.
1: Up there. They got me negative one. So I don't know if I should even speak hmm? about that. But Ra- Ravens against
0: Cleveland. Yeah. The, the way what they just did to the Bengals. And going against Cleveland, they're they're going to be way up my list this week. That is that's probably by far my best play. I mean, maybe uh, Raiders against Jets. I like that one too. If you're going deeper, so yep. it's 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 Ravens and Raiders this week. I think are the two that I would really look at to try to get because they're they're not owned in that many leagues. So, yep, those are the two plays. I I think that's that's be that's be where you're going to go after there. I mean, because teams like the Cardinals, are, they're going against the Colts. They're, way, they're owned in too many leagues already, so you're, you're going to feel good about that one. But, yeah, it's going to be Ravens and Raiders, I think, of the pickups of the week. We will probably see how those go. So snatch them up now. Don't wait till the end of the week. If, you, if you're streaming defenses, that's where, that's where to go. All right, I think that's it for today. We'll be back with some rankings episodes tomorrow. Get those going. Maybe me and Jeff will have a little bet to do as our weekly thing. Jeff, I think, might have
1: beat me last week. So. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs>